the three-year-old and the four-year-old would just be passed out with like half a pizza gone just just pizza sauce all over their face like a little 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 drunk at the bus station <laughs> i'd be like i'm parenting right and now I'm like i probably wasn't good for their little hearts now <laughs> One, there isn't. Um, Come on. There's very few better midnight foods than Wayne's. Uh, or if you care about your general health, there are tons of better options. If you don't I care ordered, about it burning when you poop the next day, Wings are perfect. I've never had that issue. Uh, one, it was with a pizza. So why wouldn't I? <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> uh, and two, I, the only time it's ever burned when uh, things leave my body is I was in Carney when Subway had introduced Sriracha. Now, I knew that she used it sparingly. But when I asked for it on a sandwich, she used it like mayo. Just <laughs> and just dumped it. And then she looked at me because I made a noise that was like, oh, Because oh. I, knew, I knew I was going to die that day. And she went, oh, do you want me to remove it with my hands? And I went, no. No, get your maws away from my sandwich. And I, I ate the sandwich because I worked six hours a day. I worked six hours a week uh, in college. So I ate that sandwich. And I didn't leave my room for two days. <laughs> I'm starting to feel real. That conversation made me feel real old. Because I just realized I'm starting to get to that age where I'm unironically saying the sentence I like blank but blank doesn't like me when I'm talking about my food that I eat. Oh, yeah welcome man welcome oh. to the club <laughs> Look, I've spent a long and illustrious career just murdering the insides of my body with various alcohols and and foods and things that you shouldn't eat but you're like I'm tough I can put this in my body watch this <laughs> as and now still pay me in food or in drinks i do not care the quality or the time i eat it i will just eat it and then die a little slower every time welcome yeah. to Running Light, by the way hey all right <laughs> i think we started on poop that's the only time we've talked about poop the first time we started well it's because i bring an element of class to every show i'm on <laughs> With us is uh, a returning guest. Uh, he was on our second episode, and now uh, on our whatever episode, guys, I bring up your Springfield, Illinois comic, Larry Smith. Hi, everybody. Uh, hopefully, this time not making a margarita during. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be better if you were making a margarita, as long as it wasn't like a frozen margarita where we had to listen to four minutes of. of uh, Blender sounds. <laughs> yeah, I I need you to know our producer was not happy, and our editor was not happy. Four, four minutes of blender sounds is just ASMR for somebody that likes heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> I need something I to tweet to, but I need it to sound chaotic. <laughs> I need white noise, but I needed to be pissed off. <laughs> uh, once again, we're still doing it over Zoom, so we apologize for the quality. 
yada yada yada. I don't know. You, you care David so said, much. Right. As he coughs into the microphone. Yeah. Sorry. Like, I'll be honest with you, buddy. David sounds fine. It's just, it's like, it's like you're talking into a, a, a tin bucket. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we've had this conversation every single time that we've recorded one of these since we had to move them to Zoom. And yeah. Each time it's like, man, you sound like you're at the bottom of a fish tank. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, and I feel that's like probably the most critical I've ever been of Jeremy at all, <laughs> ever. And so I kind of feel a little bad about it. Yeah, because Larry's a real friend. <laughs> nah, you get, you, you get used to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you get used to criticizing, and then eventually it's the only thing you end up doing. <laughs> And no. you wonder how long your podcast is going to be on the air for. Here's the thing. I went, we, Larry and I met at a comedy festival where 30 comics deemed me the little brother because I was the youngest and the smallest. Uh, and everyone made fun of me except for Larry. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a good human. No, because Larry, because you kids. <laughs> well, and I look, it's... It's, it also would have been a little hack to make fun of you as well. If everyone else is doing it, oh. what, what am I going to say that's new? Mm-hmm. Almost 50 episodes of podcast tells me you, you can still go. <laughs> <laughs> There's still plenty of material. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I like that angle, Larry. Be the trailblazer. Everybody's yeah. talking about how much they hate something. You talk about how much you like it. Exactly. Exactly. That's how you stand exactly. out in this case. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right everybody talks about shit that they hate i try to concentrate on the stuff that i love all <laughs> uh, joking aside though that is actually one of my favorite philosophies of comedy it's so yeah. much harder to write a joke about something you love but when you do uh it's just a better experience <laughs> just hands right. down well and you know what i've discovered like especially with myself just with well dave you probably discovered something similar with deep voice if you're up there just just bitching and yelling about something that you think it's hilarious and the words if you written out would probably be very funny but the audience just hears this loud voice and they're just Mm -hmm. like why why is dad so mad today Uh, yeah yeah it brings up something (laughs) almost primal from people's childhoods where they're upset that uh, they're being yelled at by a voice that sounds like this because it, yeah, it sounds like their dad just came home from work in a pissed off mood, so they know yeah. it's going to be a long night at home or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and when I, when I say something, <laughs> everyone wonders why it's, why is Punky Brewster so annoyed today? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that lollipop kid, he's real pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) That that newsy sure has a gripe today. (laughs) Why is that Monchichi so angry? (laughs) That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut, the Monchichi. I was proud. I was proud. (laughs) Also, we did go from Punky Brewsters to newsies. So, like, all of them are deep cuts? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about today? 
We are talking about uh, Chad Daniels, Dad Chaniels special, which is, uh, uh, I don't, Chad Daniels is one of those comedians who it took me forever to actually find them and listen to them, even after I had started comedy. But when I did, man, I couldn't stop. Right. Yeah, I started with Footprints on the Moon. It was a really good album. One of my favorites. Yeah, Footprints on the Moon is, is a really, it, it <laughs> Well, that was the, the album right before this one. And it was what really kind of, I think, kind of showcased his, his writing and where he really found his voice. And then with, with, with Dad Chaniels, holy shit, it is. It, it, he, he hits the, on things that you're like, you shouldn't talk about that. And then he takes such a sharp left turn on it that you're like, oh, Mm. That's amazing. That is amazing. I appreciated writing. that some of the time. Okay. There was one thing. It's an old hanging up. I'd never liked, and I saw a lot with early Chris Rock. Men are X, women are Y. Uh, jokes and like even even when there's a misdirection, I'm still like going through a lot of getting. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, all right. But when it's not that, when it's the family, I love the family. Okay. And I, I get what you're saying, but with, with that, with the, you know, you know, women, you're, if I felt like it was a, a fresh take on the, cause he didn't really go women. Hey, come on guys. We're like this, but women are like this. It was a look, we suck as a gender and mm-hmm. women, you are superior to us. And yet you still pull this bullshit on each other. And he made it, it it, and that wasn't a preachy way. It was such a, uh, I don't want to even say lighthearted, but, it, you know, just uh, the, the, the joke about, um, uh, you know, if, <laughs> if uh, what is it, if, you, if you're at a, a, a rally and you see another woman with the same sign, it's just, <laughs> oh, fuck this. <laughs> you know, and, the, and the line, you're busy arguing yourselves into second place is... That was a really, it, <laughs> a really strong line, a really good line. Yeah, and it brilliant, comes, clever line, right? And it taken out of context, it sounds really misogynistic, but exactly. in in combination, not with just like a chunk of jokes, but from beginning to end, it is, it, mm-hmm. it's just such a good point. And mm-hmm. then to add this, the jokes about you know the double standards that he has to have with his daughter, which he hates, the whole, mm-hmm. you know, if, uh, <laughs> what is it? If, if you're going to a party, okay, keep your, keep your water bottle next to you, keep the cap on it, and if you're gonna play hide and seek, don't run into the woods with four boys, because that could be bad. That would just mm-hmm. be bad. And he's like, when my son leaves the house, it's just drive safe, don't rape. That's it. That, that drive safe, don't rape bit still gets stuck in my head sometimes when I'm driving down the road. I yell that at my at my both of my boys <laughs> every time they leave the house. Anytime if they're walking away, if I'm taking them somewhere or what have you, I'll just as they're getting out, I'm like, "All right, drive safe, don't rape." Like, All right, thanks, Dad. Thanks. Are your kids driving age yet? Even I, my oldest is. Yeah, man. Okay. I started producing children at a very inappropriate age for someone 
of my maturity level. I should not have been producing children. Like Larry, I, even, I've, I've known you a few years and I'm going to say, I don't know if you've hit it. I'm being honest. Yeah. I was about to, I was about to say that I'm not there yet. Thank God Later. they're all decent people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful when that works out that way. If you're not ready for something yet, it still turns out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've always said I'm, I'm not an example so much as I am a cautionary tale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like a, you're, you're like nature's yield sign. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What would dad do in this situation? We should probably do the opposite. Yeah. No, 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 no. More like, I don't know what's going to happen when this is around but I might as well take it slow. <laughs> yeah, you've drank with me. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's drank fair. with me. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite things about this album. You gave two great examples of it. There is it when he walks. He does a lot of stuff where he's walking up to that line, where I think a lot of people would use the term "edge lord," but then the turn yes. when he finally makes the turn in the joke is not what you would expect from a tr from an edgelord comedian but from an actual good comedian who knows how to push boundaries exactly like they know how to walk right up to it but then alleviate all of the tension of walking up to the line by you know letting you know they're not going to be on the wrong side of history with this joke right well right. talking about that the the joke and i've got the I watched the special again today, so I'd have it refreshed in my head, and then I, I've got right in front of me the, the track list, so I can actually mm -hmm. sound like I know what I'm talking about. Um, I didn't have to admit that on a podcast. Oh, but, that's, more, uh, that's more research than Dave and I have done. No, I got the track list in front of me. But, I, finished the, uh, I finished it five minutes ago. Awesome. So it's fresh in your head. But the joke, yeah, uh, the, the joke, the equality octagon where he's mm -hmm. talking about if, you know, we're going to have equality, that means, you know, 100% equality, that means we're going to get in a fight in the street with men and women can get, can get in a fight in the street. And he said, I'll admit, I'm going to lose upward to 75% of women. And then he goes through the list and he gets to, um, he, and, and talk about walking that, that fine line where he talks about and black women. And that is his, you know, mm -hmm. And running up to, you know, I'd find a body of water. And then everyone makes that, oh, noise. And he's like, hold on. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not what you think. You know, mm -hmm. thinking that, that a whole group of people don't do one thing, that's racist. This isn't. Have you, it's, it's, have you ever known a black woman who just got her hair done to voluntarily get it wet? I don't think so. And then with the, the next follow-up about the woman who had just come out of the hair salon, it starts to rain. She looked up and went, no. And it stopped. And you're like, you, you still think Jesus is <laughs> Jesus white? white? Yeah. Yeah, oh my that God. was great. I think, it, I think where my hesitation was is we've all been to open mics and <laughs> there's a specific comic, not just Edgelord comic. Uh, he's an old favorite. Um, I mean, comic that wants to fight you about what can and can't be said. Hmm. Uh, okay. 
and that comic will do a lot of edgy stuff with no misdirection. And so you have to just kind of take it and listen to it. And so it makes right. you nervous whenever you hear edgy stuff. Because you're always like, your body, at least for me, my body gets tense. Like, oh, I'm going to have to hear about this. And if it's okay, then why can't I do this? Right. But Chad spent an entire, like 20-some 20, 20 years learning how to do that right. And learning yes. how to do it without being a racist or a misogynist or, you know, without being an edgelord. He's just, you know... <laughs> hey, I'm going to lead you up to here. Because I mean, that's what jokes are anyway, is leading you down a path and then taking a direction. It's a surprise. It's a, I've heard it described as a magic trick because it gets you going and then all of a sudden, ta-da, and you go, oh, that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting that. And that's what elicits the laugh. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a little bit of sleight of hand. You get them looking one way while you're getting something ready outside of their field of view. And then when you, the time is right, you turn them to see what you were getting ready outside when they weren't right. looking at that. And right. it does feel good to have an honest to God misdirection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is one thing that he's been, that he's, you see it a lot in Foots, uh, Footprints on the Moon. You see it uh, even with some of his earlier stuff, if you can find that on Pandora. Uh, but here is when it's like, I don't, it's like it, this has reached its final form. Yeah. Of yes. Walking you down an uncomfortable path only to then essentially push you to a new path that's safe and comfortable. Precisely. With the punchline. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I want to get to the one thing that like will turn most people off from Chad Daniels is he's a father. And <laughs> When you hear dad comedian, I don't know, I think Bill involved, and I, I might be the only one that's the first image. Uh, and I turn off whenever I hear like the comedians most sad about their family. But Chad Daniels does it right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I see what I understand because there is a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of hokey family material i do family material and by family i talk about my family um but i also try not to be schmaltzy about it mm -hmm. you know i try to to ultimately i'm always the butt of the joke because because i am i when it boils down to it in mm -hmm. real most of the stuff i talk about is just stuff that's happened that i go christ that's funny why, I, why are my why are these people that I made funnier than me? But thank God <laughs> they are, because then I can use them to make me funny on stage. Um, but yeah, he's he's so good with with God. And I hate the term truthful, but just being truthful about being a parent of mm. you know the whole the fact that that the beginning of the album starts with essentially a callback to Footprints on the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. He starts the album with a callback and then has like, like four other or five other callbacks to that first joke. 
mm-hmm. it, which is is great. But that the whole thing about punching his son in the face and then learning what locker boxing actually is. That that joke really hit home for me uh, because I played hockey growing up my entire life. That what you call it? What? Is that what you call it? Uh, yeah. When, if you had a problem with somebody on your team that you needed to work out and you couldn't do it with words, you would go into the locker room after practice and you would locker box them. <laughs> you would put on your helmet, you put on your gloves, and you would just fight. And uh, it, this wasn't something that we did, like, behind closed doors in private. It was, uh, like, our coach would watch. He would essentially be the ref. So that way, if things got a little too intense, he could step in and break it up. But then I, listening to this and finding out what that urban dictionary definition of locker boxing was, I was like, oh, wow. I have told <laughs> so many people in my life how we used to settle problems on my hockey team by locker boxing. <laughs> we used to settle problems by shoving our balls into each other. <laughs> and the coaches would watch. And the coach would watch, Yeah. Make Honestly, sure. though, I think that would solve a lot of problems if you're just like, I'm going to put my balls inside you. You're like, yeah, you know what? You, you're right. You're right. I give up, and thank you for your You're right. I should have ba- back-checked a little harder on that <laughs> I'm sorry. Please keep your balls out of me. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the schmaltz was the issue. Like, uh, like I was thinking of Inval a lot. And, like, Inval still does uh, – daughter likes to spend money, doesn't know how to drive car. And I may be a little dumb, but I'm always, like, the head of households. And it's, yeah. like, it's cookie cutter, and it's boring, and I hate it. But I listen to you. I've listened to your sets. I've li- I will listen to Chad Daniel and I go, no, 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 no. These are what we've said before. Honest stories make for really good jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, also, no one – there's a – not to uh, – how do I say that? There's a fine line to walk of of well i'm just the big old dumb dad look at me being big old dumb i don't even know how to do nothing around the house becoming and a sitcom dad right exactly exactly i or I, the the dads on commercials i actually saw a commercial the other day where the dad was carrying a one he was carrying a pink diaper bag and was like stepped in to help a mom that was I don't even know what the product was because I, I, I had woken up. I, I drank a lot, fell asleep in my chair, and <laughs> hey. woke up to this commercial on. But uh, I was just like, oh, that's awesome. Just a dad that knew what he was doing. That was, and it wasn't like she was dumb. She wasn't being like, well, I'm dumb, and I don't know what I'm doing with this baby. She was just in, he, in trouble, and he just walked up, and he's like, hey, I got something for you. All right, we've all been there. High fives, fellow parent, and walked off. And I was like, that's where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the fine line that I, that I think Chad walks because, you know, he opened the, well, the thing he opens with is his kids talking about how old he looks. <laughs> and, you know, so he gets to, he starts out as the butt of the joke. Then he goes back. He just presents them as, as fully realized human beings mm-hmm. and not not punchlines and not um, trite uh, uh, vehicles to get him from one position to, to another in a joke. It, 
exactly his children unlike a lot of other dad comedians like you kind of know the personality of his kids instead of them just being like faceless characters that yeah. are essentially only serve to move the joke forward like you when the sun, yeah i was gonna say like you just you'd get to know them on a deeper level i would argue that you probably could you could probably say you know more about Chad's kids by the end of this special if you would only listen to this and you would actually know about Chad himself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I, like I said, I just finished the special and I heard the bonus track, which is the kids, where the kids came out and the son said, yeah, I got a job. I start Monday. And my response was, oh yeah, good for you. Fuck yeah. Yeah, everybody was, yeah. was super happy. Isaac got got a job and he was yeah. going to be going forward. And then, you know, his Chad's daughter makes a uh, makes a uh, uh, well, call essentially back. a callback joke to the previous album, to Footprints on the Moon, where you know the the whole International House of Pancakes joke, <laughs> which is freaking hilarious. That's I one of my that. favorite jokes. I think <laughs> we, ever. I think ever. Yeah. I'm yes, absolutely. Are we not at the international pancakes? Oh, oh, geez, sorry, got a frog in my throat there. Uh, oh shoot, well, what were we just talking about? You're saying how kids aren't like kids aren't just two dimensional dumb ideas. That get a dumb point across, dumbly. Oh like yeah, they're, they're people. Little, like they're small, like forming people. But you know, they have goals and desires and shit. Well, and your whole job as as a parent is to take these these lumps of potential humans and teach them how to be actualized humans. And you know you with uh, the on this album um the chore list joke that no, is that was, solid. That was yeah that one that one took me a minute to like oof yeah but yeah. it it's it's great because it's the one it's one of the few times on the album where he's he is essentially coming out on top but it's not look how dumb this kid is it's hey as a parent, these are my jobs, and check, check, check. I've accomplished it, and now I've got only four years to get you there. So pay attention. Is yeah. right, and imagine, well, and that's a premise that can go so hacky, so so quick. Well, yeah, you were talking about, and not you know, not to shit on Bill Ingvall, that guy's got more money than God. Um, you know he's he must be doing something right for somebody but to watch the the dad comedians from 15 20 years ago it's always oh man my wife loves to spend money and she just she's a nag and these kids are dumb as hell and i'm the only one that knows what's going on around this house hoop-a-doop-a-doo and you know we've hit a point where we as as parents in general and as dudes, as dude parents, um, as that may have been the most sexist way I, I think most, said that. 
I think most Larry, people call Larry, him fathers. I can feel you yeah. not say daddy. I can feel you <laughs> avoid the word daddy like a plague. <laughs> no, I'll tell you right now, if if all three of my kids wanted to still call me daddy, I wouldn't nope. care. <laughs> well, I'll be fair. honest with you. That's fine with me. It doesn't bother me because as long as they're happy, occasionally my daughter, she'll still call him. She'll still say daddy. And that, I think that's very sweet. Um, now, my sons, when, when my oldest uh, son calls me daddy, it's because he's being a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> and if, like, if I my, want something or to piss you off? No, to piss me off. It's, to, it's specifically used to piss me off. If he calls me daddy, you it's, a kid. It's, yeah, he's, he's very smart. And then the youngest kid calls me papa. Okay, Papa. And I'm like, mm, I'm gonna, I can murder you easily. You're, <laughs> you're very small. <laughs> but you know, now we can, we can, as, 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 particularly as fathers, we are allowed to be more vulnerable um, and show that vulnerability, which I think um, makes it more relatable for for any audience member, not just. Oh, fellers, it ain't it hard being a the man of the house and just having all the dudes going, hell yeah, it is, and all the women going, uh, gross. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, it's, it, it's kind of a nice product of our time because you can actually, I don't know, yeah, as, I, I, and again, I don't have kids yet. I'm just going off of what I, my other friends who have kids have What do you have call your dogs, like, David? Uh, they're my barky babies, but that's because I don't have any actual children yet. So uh, I don't know how to appropriately uh, love things the right <laughs> amount. <laughs> uh, that was my problem with several different relationships until this one. Um, that I'm in I have currently. a cactus. I killed a cactus. I killed two of them. So yeah, and I raised... That's pretty impressive because cactus cactuses are arguably more resilient than children yeah yeah i actually have a whole bit about that and i didn't mean to go it i'm not trying to run a bit on the show but yeah when, as soon as you say cactus i i talk about how the fact that i've i've kept three kids alive somehow <laughs> and nicole they, is very good at her job thank christ thank god that their stepmom came along when when they were still so young and could my favorite thing is when we were still just dating and she was, she was coming over that weekend, but they, I, I hadn't told them and we're driving to my house because, you know, divorced parenting is glamorous. Um, I'm driving them to my house and. I'm a kid from a divorced <laughs> home, I know. What's that? I'm a kid from a divorced home, I know. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> and so we're driving up and they were like, um, is Nikki coming over? this weekend i said um yeah not tonight but they'll you know she's coming over tomorrow and they all they looked at each other and went oh thank god real food because oh. she was coming over to cook and they got tired of <laughs> of dad's <laughs> I, i've cooked I very first conversation like hey dad are you is your girlfriend coming yeah shit pancakes aren't fully cooked <laughs> they were so happy that she was coming to bring them real food and and not just 
here's your meat, here's your vegetable, here's your grain. Eat up. That's that's what you get. This is how this is how we cook, right? Oh, no. hope, hope you hope you guys like Red Baron pizzas. <laughs> I, oh, I always was... hope to that because that was my dad's go-to. Like if my mom was ever out of town on a business trip or something. Uh, honestly, yeah. those were the times when we were kids where it was a blast because uh, we got to eat just the shit that we normally would eat for special occasions. Right. I was because um, Friday Friday nights. You know, by the time I got home, I was tired. And so it was just Jack's pizza because it was always four for 10. And <laughs> yeah. I would just, I would just let them pick out their own pizza. So each one, even though they were like, they were three and four and eight years old, everyone got their own pizza. And then we would just rent a movie and, and just sit and, and watch a movie. And they'd all be, and I'd have a plate and we'd all be on the floor and look over, and the two, the three-year-old and the four-year-old would just be passed out with like half a pizza gone, just just pizza sauce all over their face, like a little 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 drunk at the bus station. <laughs> and I'd be like, "I'm parenting right," and now I'm like, "I probably wasn't good for their little hearts." Now that I'm about <laughs> but early bedtime for them means daddy gets to drink a drink. So yay! <laughs> I've never seen a heart with chalice on it from overuse. <laughs> I'll sh- I'll show you my X-rays next time you're here. <laughs> but I think that's it. Like th- like that story is engaging because it's vulnerable. Like dads can be, daddies can be vulnerable. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And that's, and that's fine. And that's what, you know, that's the thing, Chad, and especially this album on the surface comes off as, or could potentially come off as callous, but everything, every joke has a sensitivity to it and has a, a level of heart and vulnerability to it that even the most, again, on the surface, what seems as callous and, and thoughtless is very in-depth and is very um, accessible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, you, you feel a sense of kind of warmness and familiarity that you wouldn't get from like a sitcom dad. Yeah. Or, and not for nothing, again, not to, I don't like to shit on comics, so I'm not shitting on comics. But it's it's a more it's more accessible than even uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Gaffigan's great. He does. He does. Uh, obviously, he's great because he can do what he does. Um, but I think there with with Chad, there's just a, a level of honesty that you don't find in a lot of other comics in general. But um, do you think Comics it's possible, fathers. Do you think that it's possible that he's afforded that honesty a little bit more because he's a little less known? Like he, if he, if he was a little more, if he was a little more famous, like a Jim Gaffigan, would he? Do you think he would still be, you know, making his kids seem like real people out there in the world, or do you think he would kind of, in a sense, in a way to protect them, make them a little more two-dimensional, like you see Gaffigan do whenever he talks about his kids and his parenting. I think, on honestly, I think that he would only because it's two very different styles. Because mm-hmm. if you look at 
um, somebody like Burt Kreischer, who is honest to a fault. And I, I love <laughs> Kreischer's new special. Um, and I almost was like, we should talk about that. But this one, this one just has, Chad's just has such heart to it. Um, but I think because it's just such two different styles of comedian, you know, Jim is a super clean comic. He's just very clean. And Chad is not, he does, and he doesn't have to be. And he's spent a career building an audience that, I mean, no, if you say Chad Daniels, you know, four out of five people might say, who I'm not familiar with who that is you say Jim Gaffigan most people know and it's mm -hmm. just I think because Chad has been honest about who he is and just mm -hmm. has spent his entire career building that that I think he could he could continue to do it whereas with Jim Gaffigan being so clean and squeaky clean that he, you there's certain things you just can't talk about that might be very funny but he has to keep um he has to keep within within certain boundaries whereas you know chad daniels can just kind of go wherever he wants yeah he's it, it, chad's afforded a little bit more freedom because he hasn't established himself as a family-friendly comedian and right and again, that's not to take anything away from Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan is still very good. He's a, I mean, he's, he's a joke machine. There are a lot Absolutely. of times where I'll listen to a Jim Gaffigan album and I'm like, man, I guess I, nobody can ever tell a joke about bacon now because he thoroughly just covered the topic of bacon to a point where there's that's, nothing left to say about bacon. With Gaffigan? Yeah. Wait, what'd you say, Jeremy? That's the food you associate with Gaffigan? That's the one? I mean, there's Hot Pockets, obviously, but, like, he, do he talks about food a lot. He does. We actually talked on one episode. I guess that's the other difference between Gaffigan and uh, Daniels is uh, Gaffigan does – he doesn't talk about his family as much. He talks about other things that are a little more – I don't. I guess I don't want to say impersonal, but they're not, you know, like how Chad Daniels is talking about his family uh, in a very deep way. Jim Gaffigan's family is in the background. Gaffigan's are in the forefront of a story. Yeah, uh, you mean uh, Chad's family? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, yeah. I guess I, I guess I've never really thought about that, like comparing dad comedians before and how people talk about their family. Because I, I kind of fell into the same trap as Jeremy did, where usually when I hear somebody talking about their family, it's usually, you know, they paint themselves as dumb sitcom dad who still ends up being the hero in some of these jokes. Like they don't end up being the butt of the jokes. When right. you yeah. get away from that with, uh, you know, especially this special for Chad Daniels, you get away from that. He's now the butt of the joke more. Yeah. Well, and I know with some of his earlier albums, Chad always seemed to, it, initially you're like, oh, he's, he's making himself, like you said, out to be the hero. 
but then with footprints on the moon and then this album it's he's found a humility that i hadn't heard before in mm-hmm. his in his voice and like i i he's really in this i feel like he's hit who he is as a comic mm-hmm. um and, and but i say that and in two years when he puts out a new album or three or however long it takes because he's such a good performer and a such a good writer and willing to go to wherever place he needs to go, he'll evolve into something else. Um, and I, I, I look forward to, I, lo- I always love seeing an evolution of a, of an artist. Um, mm-hmm. And not to sound, that's not a really pretentious, um, but you know, it, it's the, he, he has shown an evolution like, to talk about a different comic entirely but very similar um in kind of style is dan cummins mm-hmm. and his evolution of of uh, as a comedian um mirrors chad daniels and it's very interesting to watch or you look at um mark Marin, who mm-hmm. went from i'm gonna rant and i'm gonna rant and i'm gonna rant to almost to to a almost a, a a thoughtful George Carlin, a more thoughtful George Carlin. Yeah. Like I, that's one thing that I've always enjoy seeing too. And I don't think that you sound a percentage by saying the progression of an artist or the de- no. development of an artist, whatever the specific phrase you, phrase you use was. Uh, yeah, especially the parallels between Chad and uh, Dan Cummins, who uh, he's another personal favorite of mine. Uh, <laughs> he's... Like you, you start off with crazy with a capital F, then you get to Chinese affection, and then you get to don't wake the bear. And these are three completely yeah. different people who are talking at you, and you kind of see the same thing with uh, Chad Daniels. Uh, uh, what was his first album that I ever heard of his? Uh, something about the rabbit. Something about rabbit. I, I, I'm blanking on the title of it right now, but that is a completely different person that's talking to me than in Dad Chandles. Yeah, and I think some of that uh, I'm not sure how much uh, people know about his Chad Daniels' personal life, but Footprints on the Moon came out. Uh, I think after his divorce, that's when he had started working on that one, and I think that's when you start seeing this more humility of him seeing himself, you know, as occasionally the bad guy in some of these jokes or the butt of the joke, not necessarily the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Which is just another uh, perfect argument for any comedian to go see some sort of therapy, whether you needed to get over an emotional trauma or whatever. That's, uh, I mean, that's a, that should be the main reason you go. But if it also helps unlock something in you that helps you become a more whole person who becomes a better writer and performer after that, that's an ancillary effect that uh, will help your career exponentially because you finally understand more about yourself. And if you're a comedian who talks about yourself, you should kind of know the subject matter. It's like a mental tune up. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's exactly what you see in that progression of albums from Chad Daniels up to this current one that we're talking about. Absolutely. And I, you know, as we, you hit on, you said it beautifully, 
David. Honestly, um, I feel almost like I'm I'm just being one of those guys. It's like, oh, and also, but <laughs> as you are, we, but it's okay. I am. You know what, Plum? I I earned that one. Don't, no, I, okay, wait. Stop. I earned that one. Okay, wait. I know, I, wait. I no, wait. Pause for a moment. Don't you fucking dare <laughs> just call me Plum. No. 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 Well, I, I, call I you found your mistake. Did I call you Sweet Plum? My Sweet Plum, and that's it. Okay. All right. All right. Nah, I don't. Um, nah, that sounds sexual. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as you know, as as comics, as we as we change and as we grow, we should change up who we present. You know, keep who we are at the core, obviously, but we change who we are on stage because my favorite comics are always the ones that always appear absolutely 100% honest. Uh, and again, this almost sounds, uh, I was, I'm all, I'm, I'm skirting a line of stuff that I hate the way it sounds when people say it, but I like, <laughs> I like the humanity of a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like, I like the idea for me in particular, you know, people in their real life don't get to be pieces of shit, at least shouldn't, they shouldn't be pieces of shit. And most people try very hard to not be a piece of shit. So when I'm on stage, they get to be a sh- piece of shit vicariously through me. So when I'm up there talking about the time that my daughter caught me shitting in the backyard because I had had late night burritos and my body betrayed me, <laughs> they can sit there and crack up because I had, I did, what? I want you to finish this point because I think it's going to be a really great point. But your body betrayed you, your house, your house betrayed you? Like you still had bathrooms, right? No, no, I, it was full. The okay. bathrooms were full, and that's All why. Right. And again, Carry this on. is a bit. Right. It's a. This is a. It's a, just a story that I tell on stage. But at the, I did this show, and afterwards, I had two dudes come up to me. One was like, "Yeah, man, I get it. I was. I had to shit in my in my garage's floor drain one night." And another dude was like, "Yeah, I just grabbed a five gallon bucket and went outside and had to wave at my neighbor." because we were all sick with food poisoning. And I was like, see, I only try to tell relatable content. <laughs> that's, a, that's a specific type of relatability. But it really is. I actually do have a similar I mean, I, story. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, re, I related to something <laughs> like that. Before, before my wife and I, uh, we're, we're currently in the process of putting a half bathroom in our basement. And before that, my wife was... Uh, in the bathroom, I had to pee really bad. So what I did is I just went downstairs and into the uh, the main uh, drain in the basement that leads directly to the main sewer line. I just peed in that. Yeah. Like you just, the, you, you, sometimes you're forced to improvise. And you don't I, like I what to, happens. I went to, I was, a, I was a Boy Scout. Then I went to camp. And our Boy Scout, every Saturday night, we went to church. And I had to pee in a small town church. And apparently, they don't have a bathroom. Something I'm not entirely sure was true. But my dad took me out of the church to his truck at the time and gave me a big chug with only a little bit of Mountain Dew in it, told me to pee in it. And I filled the cup up. 
and my dad didn't throw the cup out. Oh, if we're talking about peeing in a cup, I got a story that'll about how I ruined the party by doing that once. Hold on, Jeremy. How many priests were watching during this time? <laughs> no, no, no. I think, and this is a thought that just hit me. I think my dad didn't want to leave the cup of pee by the church because he thought that'd be sacrilegious for some reason. But then also, we had to drive back to camp with the pee he cup. Didn't want to- he didn't want to leave the pee cup because he was afraid one of those priests would drink it. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Jesus turned his, what was it, his, his blood into wine, right? That's the gimmick. Water into wine. What, whatever. What, no, this is my blood. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, wine into his blood. Whatever. What would he turn pee into? What, what, what could a priest do? First, the the, wine, the this pee. is my blood. Drink it. Do this in remembrance of me. That's a that's a metaphor. He was yeah, doing it was a symbolic a metaphor. No, 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 not the Catholics. You're 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 Protestant, right, Larry? Uh, not Larry. Uh, David, you're Protestant. Yeah. To Catholics, that's the real thing. Oh, well, then yeah. Jesus's blood is real, real sweet. Yeah, yeah, because he's a sweet boy. It's in the red words. Okay, I'm tired of this. <laughs> yeah, we've run this we've run this bit into the ground. <laughs> the thing is, in three days it'll come back. So um hey, there it is. Easter joke. Yeah, it is. Hey, Easter's tomorrow. Happy Easter, motherfucker. <laughs> and this is coming out on Monday. Oh well, Easter Monday. Woo! I just realized there's gonna be no editing on this because it's Easter weekend. Oh, yeah, probably. That'll be fine. We haven't That'll said anything that needs to be edited out yet. No. no. Uh, so one of you will text me in the middle of the night, and I will just rush and do it. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed this pandemic is happening for a multitude of reasons, but also I just remembered that I won't be able to go get half-priced Easter bunnies at the store on Monday like I have in the past because, well, essential only, so... Damn it. Oh, I live next to Walgreens, so I can just go and get it if I need to. Just saying. I can be your hookup. Just wear a mask. Just wear a mask. Be your bunny hookup. I, the only thing I need is clippers. I want to cut my hair off. Don't do it. It's like it's like a girl cutting her own Cutting her own uh, her own bangs. Don't do it, buddy. <laughs> no, you don't get it. When my hair gets long, it curls at the end, so it looks like a mullet. Are you trying to rub it in that I am bald? No. Is that what it is? No. Are no. you trying to hurt me? I Are you trying to rub around. it in that you can grow a sick ass mullet? Is that what you're um, trying to rub in? I'm telling you right now, I'm growing I'm growing the skull it out since I'm not gonna be on stage for God knows how long. <laughs> oh no. I'm growing no. out the skullet. I, I no. already I already got permission from Nicole. I was like, I want to do this. We're we're trapped inside for another thirty days. I'm fucking growing my hair, and she's like, I want you to. I can't wait to see how awful this looks. And I was like, Fucking a, let's do this. Do you have a do rag? That's that's when you have a do rag. I was just gonna say that's when you know you found the one when you can tell them an awful, terrible idea, and they're just like. 
yeah, I want to see how badly this goes for you. <laughs> Fucking do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's she's um she's more of an enabler than she is anything, and I love that about her. <laughs> she's she's a problem, and we've talked about it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a point. I will say, there's a point where she'll look at me and she'll be like, "Hey, baby, I think that's enough," or "Hey, baby, I think we need to stop," or whatever it is. And I'm like, "You got it. Um, I'm 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 on it." And then there's times where I'm like, "Man." these guys want me to go do shots with them. And she'll be like, and be like, are you a pussy? Go do shots. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, you're right, baby. Sorry. She's like, I'm going to realize I married a bitch. And I'm like, Oh, I love you. All right. <laughs> Honestly, that's my, that's the thing that I know when I've gone too far is when my wife is like, you should calm down a little bit. Like that's yeah. when I know. Because yeah. otherwise she, my wife is the exact same way. She will just encourage me <laughs> occasionally to the, for the worst. We, uh, that first week and a half of, hey, let's just all stay inside. She and I got so drunk. So how much. How drunk were you? Um, I, I was so drunk, I can't remember how drunk I was. That's how, uh, oh. I mean, it was, it was rough. Like, and, and, but it was fun. And then it was the first, like, after the second week, at the end of the second week, I looked at her, I was like, we gotta stop. I parts of me hurt that shouldn't hurt. Is that I think that's my liver rubbing against my my ribs. Oh, yeah. When, oh, when no. the pain is coming from the inside, that's a good indicator that it needs to stop. Yeah, yeah. You need to slow down there, there, Hunter S. Thompson. Take it, chill out a little bit. Yeah. When when your liver feels like it's playing xylophone on the inside of your ribs, that's oh. maybe have some water. Have a cup oh. of water. Oh, oh, oh. I got to be honest. I'm going to be going back over the. I rarely re-listen to a podcast that I'm on. I'm going to go back over this because there's several things that I've just said over this past hour that I'm like, oh, that'd make a good bit. I need to write that. <laughs> We've done over 40 hours of podcast material. Not once have I had that thought. I've gone back and I've gone back and gotten a few things from the from the podcast. Nah, nah, That's everything's bronze out of this mouth, baby. <laughs> well, some of us are just naturally funny, David. You know, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I've heard him again. I'm so sorry. I played oh. a game the other day, which was how long how long do I have to get out of bed? And the answer was ten at night. So, oh my god oh buddy i'm gonna start calling Fyro you and checking on most of it oh he's fine he's just asking for attention that's all he's doing here <laughs> well bit, he's yeah. got it. This is, <laughs> what it buddy what do you need do you need me to call you like I'll, i won't do it early i'm like 8 30 or 9 need, in the morning i need a doctor i need clippers and and I never thought it says, I need an open mic. I think I need an open mic again. Like, I just need to, just a reminder that there are bad people uh, out there. Uh, I just get all... on Twitter for 20 minutes. That'll, that'll do it. Um, I did, yeah. Dude, I, I just, I, look, as much fun as the, the, the online show was that we did. And then, <laughs> and then the storyteller show that I did with, with Booblets. As much fun as that was, I just need, I don't, I do this because I like the audience in front of me, 
telling me how much they do or don't like me. Mm-hmm. I, either one is fine yeah. with me. And this is how I know you're a real comedian. You also love it when they don't like it. Yeah, then it's like, oh, now it's a challenge. Mm. All right, motherfuckers, <laughs> strap how, how in. Am I how am I going to win you back? Yeah, oh. exactly. Oh, that's and not the thought I, I have. I go, fuck it. Fuck it. Well, this, let's burn this bridge. And that's the other. You've seen me do, well, uh, yeah. the first night of the festival when we were doing that open mic. And I looked. I, I wish at, I went on that stage. Dude, you saw me just look. Well, I, it was before you and I, had, we had introduced each other. Yeah. To, hey, how's it going? Let, let me explain the story. First night, yeah. uh, I had found that there's a bar that seats no more than 10 people, was having an open mic. And I, with a little bit of spitfire in my soul, ran around and told everyone, let's do an open mic. It would be cool. Or really shitty. I don't know, but let's do it. And we did. Uh, 30 people came to this place. Only like 10 people went on stage and everyone booed us. And I, um, I looked at because really, uh, Booblets and, excuse me, um, and, uh, uh, oh shit, um, Brandon Young. Brandon Young. I don't know why I blanked, probably because I did drink a, while we've been doing this, I drank a glass of, like a, and I'm not talking like a, a tumbler of rum. I've drank a glass of rum. Um, Jesus. Dude, it's Saturday. Um, I have Baja Blast, <laughs> and that's how I treat myself. Well, you're a better human anyway i looked at brandon and dan and i was like i was like i am gonna go up there and uh fuck these people and they're like uh okay do what you gotta do and i just went up and i started to do material just to give them a chance and then that crowd the local crowd started in with the heckling and i was like and now you're my focus and i think i called one of them um gimli with aids <laughs> I remember that one. I, I I asked a girl. She was wearing a T-shirt that said "Army," and I was like, "Did you get that because you're in the army, or because you fucked everyone in the army?" <laughs> I mean, I just Damn. I, I there's just, some good heckler burns there. <laughs> was it I, you that the lady yelled, "Read the Bible or read the book"? Yes, yes. and I don't remember. Oh, we we assume, we know why now. You told us why just a few sentences ago. Yeah, yeah, and I then I I think I started returning her heckles with with Bible verses because um, thank you very much. Uh, you're looking at the the 1995 Church of Christ Church Camp uh, Bible Scholar of the Year. Thank you very much. So I kind of know, I know That's Jesus. When you <laughs> it was, it was yeah. the proudest moment of my life. But yeah, that, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, that is the weirdest flex. Yet also best flex. I think I've Thank ever you. heard on this show before. <laughs> And that is, uh, that's the Larry Smith brand. <laughs> I've never seen a man find and lose God in the same sentence. <laughs> uh, I, I've never lost God. We've just been on, we've just not been on speaking terms a few times. <laughs> it's, 
God's like that friend at summer camp where you're like, we're definitely going to stay in touch. And then you never do. <laughs> See, for me, God's just standing there just going, all right, whenever I, I've had an, you know what? We just need a break for a little bit. How about that? <laughs> I can, I can only, I can only help you so much until you got to help yourself. And that's. <laughs> God is the ex that unfriended you, but still talks to your mother. <laughs> well jeremy won that one that that's it i don't have anything else to add i'm just going to drink this beer now and if we were in a writer's room that would be the one that would make it to the script that absolutely beautiful Whoa. Uh, larry we all learned a lot about you larry today but uh, <laughs> what did you learn about this special today, Larry? Um, I, oh, my God. Um, I've learned that you would be great in a writer's room, Jeremy. That's what I learned. I've, I've learned that, too. And I don't know how I feel about it because no one's asked me to yet. You're, you're, like a, you're like a sniper. You're just sitting there in the weeds just waiting. And you just... You just gauge the wind, and then you just squeezed off that shot, and and David and I both just went down, just one shot, just boom, two guys. One in shot, a row. two. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm just. I, uh, I, I, but I never I use it. That's why I love you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone needs to just listen to Dad Chaniels because I think we we talked about it real good for about 28 minutes, and then. Huh? Um, that's a record. No, it's the yeah. longest you've talked about a special podcast. <laughs> well, I, I mean, feel there were, honored. There, there were uh, there were other things that we probably could have dove into and talked about with this special, but I think for the most part, we covered the important stuff, like the stuff that, you, as a comedian who's trying to learn from this, you could take away. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what I learned most is that uh, men in general, but dads can be fathers can be, you know, vulnerable. Dads can be, you know, open up. Poppies can be penetrated. And <laughs> don't say I've, that last one. That's actually my OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> if anyone wants to jump on that, it's poppies can be penetrated. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm just. I'm just looking to make some extra money during while well, I can't do comedy, and so I keep reminded that you know, Jeremy, you could sell feet pics, and every day I, I step closer uh, with these money makers. Dude, if I started an OnlyFans for for people that love bears, I would I would just clean up. I have. I, <laughs> I, I have trended twice on Reddit for two very different reasons, and both times I wasn't aware of it until, um, like, for this last time, uh, a, a friend of mine who happens to, to be gay uh, sent me a screenshot and said, do you know you're trending on Reddit right now? And I went, I had no idea. Someone had taken a screenshot of one of my tweets and had used it as uh, what they assumed, because they assumed that I was gay and talking from the gay perspective. And um, it was beautiful. And then I had three more of my, it was on uh, gay R IRL, if you're interested, Reddit users. Um, and three other 
three or four other gay friends were like, did you know you're trending right now? And it was like, I had no clue um, until, you know, a few minutes ago. But it's just going down and going, I'm reading all these comments and I'm cracking up because they're all like, he can get it. Uh, bear <laughs> love for life. And I'm like, oh, these, I was just like, oh boys. Oh my gosh. I felt, I just felt so good. And then one of my friends had to ruin it because he gets on and he's like, I actually know Larry in real life. He's married with three kids. <laughs> and somebody posted immediately underneath, oh, I was not prepared for this twist. <laughs> and that has become a catchphrase around our house. If something surprising happens, either Nicole, me, or one of the kids will go, oh, I was not prepared for this twist. <laughs> oh, uh, I, love, I love those fun family bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh... This is one of the few times I go, yeah, kids are cool. Right? This is neat. Yeah, my kids are the, of so far that I, I know of, have been some of the f- very few kids that have made our friends that don't have children go, if my kids could be like those people, I'd have kids. And I'm like, yeah, but you're only seeing this stuff. You're not seeing what happens behind the scenes when I have to just look at look at the youngest kid and be like, just... Why aren't you doing schoolwork? Because school is a scam. Okay, yes, you're not wrong. Education is a scam. <laughs> I can't graduate. He's done. Yeah, I'm just like, just, just do well enough to get out of here, and then go <laughs> do your own thing. I'm just, just, just don't live here for forever. <laughs> you're gonna teach your kid how to skate by. Uh, look, if that's what he wants to do. You can't force you can't force a human being to to exceed. You can only teach them how to skate by and then they can figure it out themselves. <laughs> you you can't instill a will into exactly. people. You can show exactly. them all the right steps, but if they don't want to, eh, look, eh, fuck it, I, you know the blueprint. I yeah, have you just like pause for a moment and realize how high life goes for you because that just happened right now and I don't know <laughs> how I feel. Look, here's what I've always said as a father: my job is to give my kids a toolbox and teach them how to use all the tools in that toolbox in order to succeed, or at least you know do do well to a point, and then they can go from there. Now, what they do with all those tools is up to them. If they decide to build a house with those tools, great. And I'll stand there and I'll proudly go, see that? Gave them the tools to build that house. But if they choose to take the tools out of there and and bust somebody's car windows out, that's on them too. That's not on me. I can be like, I gave them the tools, but that's what they chose to do with them. I don't know what to tell you, officer. Hey, I told the them their intended use, so it's really on them. Damn free anyone will. Can, anyone can build a house, but your kid built a car. Well, I'm talking about fucking up a car. Oh, well. Um, yeah, bust it, busting the windows out of one. Now, now, let me back up. If it's, you know, <laughs> hey, they screwed me over, and so I told them if they didn't give me my money back, I was going to bust their windows out. And then I, I go, what did you use? Well, I used the, the roofing hammer. I'm like, good job, because that's what I told you to do. 
because <laughs> a finishing hammer is too small. You can't get the swing and it's potential getting glass in your hand. But a roofing hammer, long enough, got enough power behind it, you can really come down on there and keep your hands safe. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you use the tool technically right. Exactly. You use the tool at the time for what you needed to use it for. I'm not going to say it was the best use of that tool, but, but I'm still proud I'm of you. Done. <laughs> I'm still proud of you. We don't have to go to the hospital. Did you get your money back? Did you get your money back? That's my boy. All right. Or girl. Or girl. That's my girl. More likely her. Um. <laughs> I'm going to level with you. I'm glad I'm recording because that's my boy. Just got recorded. And I'm going to use that. That's going to be that's gonna, that's gonna be on a loop for a while. Gonna... <laughs> hey, Jeremy, I've, said, Jeremy goes nine I've nine. said that to you a few times. That's, I've said that, that to know. you a few times. But now it's that's... recorded. And now you can just listen. Look, I'm telling you, if what you need is for me to call you in the mornings and be like, hey, Today, you're going to win. And then just hang up. And then at night, be like, how'd you do today? All right, that's my boy. You did your best. That's my boy. That's all I need. I'll do that for you. you Thank you, you Pop Smith. You got this, champs. I believe in you. <laughs> hey, pal. Hey, how you doing, Ace? <laughs> hey, hey, Slick. How was your day? Hey, you, I'm not going to get cigarettes anytime soon. <laughs> hey, pal, I'm, going, I'm running out to get some smokes, but do you want to come with me? Oh. See, that's the difference. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, daddy. <laughs> See, I'm okay when you say it. Um. That was both innocent and also very not. Like, I don't. I know there was a lot. There was a lot in that, Daddy, and I heard. Lot, it. I, it's like a nun saying "fuck me." Like there's just <laughs> there's cultural layers behind what I just did. Um. Oh, good God! <laughs> and see, I'm gonna pull out that that yes, Daddy, and just have that lull me to sleep. Yes. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> When Nicole, when Nicole's like, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna do it?" I'm gonna be like, uh, "Can I play? Can I play Jeremy in the background, just saying yes, Daddy, over and over again?" Why Towards is he on vinyl? It's warmer. <laughs> I like the tones. I like the tones from the vinyl. Oh, and, and here's the thing: she's so cool that if I asked that, she'd be like, "Whatever, just give me the dick." That's and that's my girl. That's my girl right there. <laughs> If if you're listening to this on repeat, hey, hey Nicole, hi, hey sweetie, <laughs> you can do better. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Here's the thing: for I've sure. met both of them. They both know she can do better. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's a strong relationship. I mean, that's yeah. honestly that's uh, that that's that's when a relationship uh, that's when you know people are meant to be. There's a lot of ways that you're that people are know can know that they're meant to be together, but it's when both of them realize that at least one of them could be doing better. I think that's a healthy place in a relationship. Oh, for sure. Oh, see, here's here's the thing though: when something breaks, ninety nine percent of the time I can fix it. And I didn't see the shelf you made. That was really good. That was really cool. Yeah, actually, the 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 bar cart that I made. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Actually, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Larry, we have random questions uh that we ask all of our 
uh, guest, except for you, the time we had you on last time. Um, <laughs> um, and so the first one is favorite sandwich, Fave Sammy. Oh, okay. So it's a sandwich I make myself. Um, so it is, I, I use um, focaccia bread. Um, if I can, if I can make the focaccia, I'll do it. But a nice, a nice bakery. We, a we good get it. Yeah. You have money. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you get a nice bakery focaccia, what I'll do is get uh, some capicola and some, some hard salami. And mostly it's, it's like the Italian, some pepperoni, um, some nice, some nice thin, very rare, uh, thin shaped, very rare roast beef. Mm. Um, and then I'll get some, some good, um, Parmesan and, and then I'll, I'll take that and I'll, I'll sprinkle and not like the sprinkled cheese. I'm talking like a good chunk of Parmesan and shave that over the sandwich. Um, and then add, depending on, it really does, but some more like Italian cheese, but it depends on my mood. And then I'll take some, some roasted red peppers, um, and then uh, some jardinier and some spice. It's got to be spicy. Um, and then I will put that in the oven on a low broil just to melt the cheese and crisp up the bread a little bit. Mm. Um, and then add a little bit of vinegar. Not a lot. A little vinegar and oil and a little salt and pepper. And oh, that's my favorite sandwich. Damn, that's a good sandwich right there. Yeah, I, 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 so like almost a year ago, I made this sandwich for myself, put it on Twitter, and it was like the first, one of the first, there's this, yeah, one of the, the pictures that I posted on Twitter that actually got shared and it went crazy because people were like, check out this sandwich porn. And I was like, yeah, I don't care about my comedy right now. Check out how good this fucking sandwich is. <laughs> see, see, David, why does Jeremy like doing talking about fucking sandwiches all the time? Because people get it. <laughs> we are still not doing the sandwich podcast. Listen. Jeremy, I'm in it's, on the sandwich podcast. You yeah, know, right? there we You go. and Larry can do the sandwich podcast all you want. I am not yeah. going to do a sandwich podcast. Hey, it doesn't mean that he loves you any less. It just means... No, no it I know, does. David. It does a little bit. <laughs> 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 No, I, I know when I say something dumb, his eyes get a little bit smaller, and he hates me a little bit more. And deep down, I live on that. <laughs> he, he, he lives off of sucking my life essence out of me. Mostly spite. <laughs> you know what? If you're going to do something, do it out of spite. That's what I always yeah. say. If, if for no other reason. It's for literally no one of the lessons I've taught my children, and they said that we should get our own family crest. That what a, in Latin it should say whatever you do do out of spite. <laughs> as much as I love that sandwich, Larry, uh, in my head I was thinking, how do I fuck? How do I make that sandwich worse? And then I, I thought, I thought you were gonna say, how do I fuck that sandwich? Oh, I no, thought I, that's what he was gonna say, and I was like, well, I can. Guys. I have the video. I can send to you. <laughs> oh yeah, poppies can be penetrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes I fuck sandwiches. What? <laughs> Oh, see, that's how, that's how you get me in the door. <laughs> oh. Getting me, actually, getting me in the door is one of my other uh, OnlyFans channels. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you have three OnlyFans channels right now. Dude, Obviously. I'm just trying to make ends meet. 
that's your fourth one. Yeah, yeah, make an ends meet. Um, Well, I can't make anything meet right now because of this goddamn quarantine. (laughs) So here's how you ruin that sandwich. All right. You've already ruined it. Start. Yeah. You you start with white bread. And then, and then you get Tostino's cold pepperoni, the ones that are sold in a bag with like that yellow grease. Oh, no, no. I, I'm very aware of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I give it I to my dog sometimes. I and... didn't used to be married to Nicole. I used to be poor. She's got all the money. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Uh, we removed the Capicola because Jeremy's, Jeremy, Jeremy's not bright and doesn't really know what that means. And uh, I thought it was just he, a thing they said in The Sopranos. <laughs> It is. That's my that's my Sopranos impression. It was it was amazing. <laughs> uh, this is this is why when I said, "Hey, can you be Mario?" I said, "Hey, don't do Italian." Uh, actually, on, no, I, I said, "Hey, can Nicole do Italian?" And I didn't like ask you at all. That was my favorite part. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then. You put de- deli roast beef that you get for a dollar, uh, and you get oh Carl Budden, yeah Carl Budden, yeah I got you, yeah yeah. And instead of peppers, you get red pepper flakes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you right now, everything. If you handed me all those yeah, ingredients, I'm still gonna eat it. No, no. If you handed me all those ingredients that you just said, I could still make you a killer fucking sandwich. You know what? Fucking bet. I will go to uh, Springfield again because I like doing your shows. And you paid br- me very Bring well. me all those ingredients and we'll play Chopped right in my fucking kitchen. <laughs> we'll, record, <laughs> we'll record it. We'll put it on somebody's page. And oh. it'll, you'll, you'll take a bite well, and be like, holy shit. We'll I didn't realize that, that yellow grease pepperoni could make me come my, in my pants like it did. But it sure did. I mean, did. I know I could, oh, but I just thought I needed a suppository. <laughs> Um, oh, oh no! That was the in. That was the inside voice. Oh, oh. That with the outside mouth. Um. So, so is that the only random question? Is the sandwich? No, <laughs> no but this is definitely the longest answer we've had for the sandwich question. It's Fair also, enough. Okay. This is also the most fuck centric. Well, any of our sandwich questions have been. Uh, dude, I love I love sandwiches. Anyway. Thank you. And we have we already have a made up character, Bernie Sandwich, and <laughs> I don't know what role he plays, but it's sure ta- it's sure tasteless. And but Ber- Ber- Bernie Bernie Sandwich's main talking point is how ingredients need to be spread evenly and dispersed evenly throughout the whole sandwich. Oh. You cannot just leave. A clump of meat on one end of the sandwich and a roll of cheese on the other end of the sandwich. You have to take all of it and lay it out evenly and make sure it's distributed amongst the entire bread. One percent of this sandwich has all of the mayo. (laughs) (laughs) The top one percent of the one percent of the top one percent of this bread (laughs) has... Oh. No, anyway, okay, <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, I would give you a Parmesan cheese bottle from Kraft. I, I'm telling you right now, I could, I could, I will kill, I will kill a sandwich. If you can right make now. me a fuckable sandwich with wood shavings, fuck it, I'm in. I got you. 
All I got right. you. Favorite joke that you tell? Favorite joke that I tell? Yes. Uh, man, they're all great, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's... it's <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna. No, I, I gotta no, throw. No, so, no, throw the question out. Worst joke you have, Larry? Fuck you. Worst joke that I have? Yes. Uh, the worst joke that I used to do, and it was with it was my first year doing comedy. Um, I did a joke, and I hate. Oh fuck! I hate this. I hate looking back at it and being like, "Oh, I can't believe you did that joke." But I did a joke where um, I talk about how my ex-wife is, is older than me. And then we got divorced and I married this woman who is seven years younger than me. And she's beautiful and tall and amazing. And I said, that's like going from driving a, 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 a used Astro van with hail damage to, to driving a Ferrari. It's just very different. And I just don't know how to handle it most of the time. And I, I go, I, at the time, I was like, I think that's a clever play on words. And now I look back on it, and I'm like, you're a cunt is what you are. Why would you say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, I want to punch that Larry. I'd break my hand, but I want to punch that Larry. No, yeah. you're right. Oh, trust me. Like, again, when you, set, when you come up with these things, you're like, oh, this is really, and, and then you look back at your first year doing jokes, and you're like, oh, oh, no. And why did mm. people laugh at that? And then people stopped laughing at it. And I, it's because I think I couldn't sell the joke anymore. Because at one time I said it and I was like, oh, that's not, I shouldn't say that out loud in front of other people. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you have that moment of realization with a joke, all of a sudden you just can't tell that joke in yeah. front of people yeah. anymore. Yeah. Oh, I had one of those. One of the first jokes I ever wrote was about Aaron Hernandez, how he got arrested and how people were buying his jerseys or something for like $400 on eBay. I don't even remember really like what the ultimate joke was, but I know I was definitely just making fun of this dude who for sure just killed himself in prison. I was like, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I under We all do that though. Yeah. We all go, oh no, this is hilarious because I, I said it and it's dark and it's funny and then a few years later, you go, oh, no. No yeah. human being should have ever said that out loud. Well, yeah. it, it kind of actually goes back to the uh, to, to what we were talking about with the Chad Daniels album is there are people who will try to push the line and he knows how to, you know, step you back and keep you safe and, you know, give you a good punchline and give you a good twist. At the time, we didn't know how to do those things. Right. So it just ends up coming off as a shitty joke. Exactly. Exactly. I uh, I said a lot of sad things back in the day, but it was with a kazoo, so it was worse. And oh, it was, it was so <laughs> bad. Oh no! My favorite ice cream flavor was Percocet, and looking back, I don't get it. I don't know why I said it, and I hate myself a little bit every day when I'm reminded of it. Yeah, the better joke for that is my favorite ice cream topping is Percocets. Don't. Don't <laughs> correct me. Don't punch don't. up my sad jokes. <laughs> no, no. We, we punch up good jokes. We, we let bad jokes die. <laughs> Sometimes don't we don't. Don't give bad jokes hope. <laughs> Airplane feuds. 
sometimes you just have to let things die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. oh. mm. uh, uh, what's the new joke you're working on? Oh, wait, no. Uh, what's your actual favorite joke, Larry? I, my I, actual, I, okay. Since so, you were being a dick, I punished you. Now I'm rewarding. I, that's you. fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, I, I, I do a... I, I did it on Bublitz's storyteller show and it is um, it's the story about the first time I was dosed with acid. I can't say I did acid. I did not do acid. I had someone put acid in my drink like liquid uh-huh. acid and dosed me and I was high. I was tripping for three days. Oh, Ooh. no. Um, but I talk about that I also, um, one of my favorite um, jokes or stories that I do is the time that a dude broke into my house and I chased him down the street carrying a samurai sword while my dog chases him. Um, But my absolute, if a just jokey joke that I tell is um, I talk about how I've, I've put on weight and I couldn't like, so I put on, I, I put on weight and I said, but I'm in this weird stage where I, it depends on how, what angle you see me from. Like if I come out of the gym and I'm standing upright and I'm, I'm, I might look pretty swole, but if I lean over to pick up my duffel bag and my belly squishes down, I'm going to look a little pudgy. You know, if, if I'm standing up straight on and I'm all, my guts sucked in. I might look buff or I might turn just wrong and the light hits me and I'm going to look mildly obese and I'm living in two self, like, like two separate realms existing at the same time. And you can't tell whether I'm one or the other. Essentially I'm Schrodinger's fat. (laughs) And that is my favorite joke to tell. And I'll be honest with you. It has worked. It works, but it only works with 50% of the audience, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) It's a good way to suss out who went to college. uh, Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, the ones who went to college didn't laugh. Yeah, and that's the thing. So I did this joke. I did that joke in a college town. And uh, about three quarters of the audience just kind of looked and they're like, what? What is he? What? What is that? And a quarter of the audience was cracking up, and I was like, you tell your friends later. You help explain it to them. (laughs) Um, And then I did that joke, and Jeremy, you were at that show. when uh, The Pittsfield show. Super small town. Oh, the fucking Elk Lodge. That was a rough night. But that was a super small town Huge crowd, but a super small town. And yeah. And they, everyone in that audience cracked up because they got that joke. And I was like, okay, you guys need to be proud of yourselves because the college town was like, I don't get it. I said, but, (laughs) but you guys who most of you stopped at high school, like you just finished high school and were like, I don't need to go to college. You all got that joke. So you should be proud of yourselves and fuck those college boys is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, no, no, how do I, how do I, so that town never got out of the first act of Rudy. <laughs> yes. A hundred, that's a hundred percent correct. Why am I able to picture this town so perfectly now? Yeah. <laughs> it was also a town where I think it was Ricky and I looked at each other and went, we need to go back to the hotel immediately. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it's going to be fine. Come on, let's go have a drink at this bar. And, and then a lady yelled at me, asked me if I was a slur. And then I wasn't going to say it, but like, I didn't know how to fuss it. And then said, oh, yeah, Larry told me to say it. And I go, no, he didn't. No. <laughs> he just wanted to say it. Yeah, he just no. wanted to say the No, Larry wouldn't tell you to say No. No. <laughs> no. no. I'm going to get that free beer you gave me. And I'm going to back to the hotel, which is inside the church. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a church, and now it's a hotel. Yeah, Larry, okay, yeah. Yep. That was, that was a fun night. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was, what I remember of it. I drove 11 hours to get there, and it's a seven-hour drive. Oh, Were you guys in an episode of Twin Peaks? What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, there was a log lady and everything. <laughs> There's a midget that only talks backwards. Here's the thing. That's a town where someone died there, and no one talks about it. Yeah, that's every Midwestern, that's every Midwestern town below the population of 5,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but uh, no, the reason why it took me so long is I didn't have my, one of my lights were broken. Uh, and uh, I think I had forgotten to up on my uh, driver, not my driver's license, my insurance. So I, I kind of wanted to take the back roads, but then it got really dark and I took, I took the not highways and it got really dark and I couldn't see. So, so it took a lot longer. I think Larry and Nicole had to call me because they were worried. Yeah, we were getting concerned about you, buddy. <laughs> it was a fun time. It was a fun time. And, and more so than the normal amount of concern everybody feels for Jeremy at a given point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the joke. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a punch-up, baby. Okay. I hate my life so much. <laughs> New jokes you're working on, Larry. Um, I'm actually working. I've been working on this joke for a little bit. Um, and I'm trying to finish it up. It is a joke that uh, where I compare um, the Ku Klux Klan to furries. <laughs> And then um, explain why furries are so much better than the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> uh, you mean outside of the obvious reason? Yeah, outside of the obvious <laughs> no, reasons. Outside of like the main selling point of the KKK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the racism, <laughs> why they're even better. Is it the better costumes? Uh, don't step on my punchlines. <laughs> but yeah part of that is we just we discussed we discussed the fact well I, again i don't want to get into the bit um but yeah we discussed the fact that they had that furries are just they just have better costumes yeah. and also yeah. you know no racism that's 
That's the first one. Well, no less racism. Let me put no, it no, no, more, no more racism than any other group of society. There are, exactly. because I have some friends and mutuals that are that are furries. I have learned that there are Nazi furs, and I go, what? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But for the purposes of my joke, uh, the majority of furries are just better people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nazi furs are a weird anomaly. Uh, like, I don't. Why? I don't get it. I mean, I don't get Nazis, but I specifically don't get your Nazi. Yeah. 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 Uh, what a, it's just a weird. What a small sliver of a Venn diagram. It really is. <laughs> people who are furries, the people who also think Hitler was right. <laughs> Do you think that would only be like two or three people? That's like that's like I own a Kia, but also support ISIS. Like it's. <laughs> yeah, I drive a Subaru, but I think I think gay people are bad. Like it's so. <laughs> Like, where are you? Where's your literature? Yeah. <laughs> Show me your work. I need to I, see I, your work. I, I don't want to join you, but I am fascinated about yeah, how I, you got to this point. I don't, I don't want a membership card, but I do want you to explain to me how the fuck we arrived at this destination. <laughs> do you are have a pamphlet? Connect? I really don't want to go to a website and fuck up all of my ads <laughs> on Facebook. But... Yeah, I don't uh, want to have to go to incognito mode, thank you. <laughs> are they connected? And if not, why? Because <laughs> I think it's Twitter that they're not. Please cite your sources. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, David, any new jokes? Uh, yeah, I'm currently working on a bit about how I, uh, in fourth grade, I chose to learn the clarinet and how that shaped me into the person that I am today, which is right. mostly just a depressed state. Mm. <laughs> is it because people called you a nerd? No, no, it's... I mean, yeah, like there's... It's because people should have? It's, a, it's, a, it's an exploration as to, like, how the choices you make when you're young affect the adult that you become. <laughs> uh, uh, I have, uh... I, I added a little bit into... <clears throat> uh, into the joke about my mom. Uh... Raising us, how she raised us, by just talking to us real good. Which uh, and the reason why is because she was a Catholic and we were guilt we just felt guilty all the time. Uh, my favorite phrase that I swear I remember, but she also denies ever saying, is "You'll never see mom or dad again." Uh, which growing up in a divorce home, like yeah, half that's true, and <laughs> <laughs> for like different and mostly financial reasons, but. Uh, just doing that with a fun rule of three and just playing with it. Awesome. Those yeah. sound awesome. It, it's a good time. Uh, Larry, why do you tell jokes and do you like jokes? Why do I tell jokes and do I like jokes? I, I tell jokes because honestly, um, when I was a kid, uh, making people laugh was 
was a great defense mechanism against a lot of things and just kept me out of a lot of trouble. Um, And do I like jokes? Absolutely. I love, you know, I, I, I can't, it's hard for me to like a comic that hates being a comedian. Um, So I just, it, it just, I just, it's just fun. It's fun and it makes me feel good. So why not do it? I agree. Now, I, I, I'm going to say I agree, but also all three of us can admit that there's a lot of comedy we fucking hate. Uh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there are, I don't think capital C comedy, I would say that I dislike. There are small parts, like any job, there are small parts that you don't like. There are some people that you don't necessarily like, but if you truly love doing this, you get over that shit real quick. It is true. I, yeah. uh, I hate hosting. I just hate hosting. Mm-hmm. It is, I have described it as inviting people to a birthday party and knowing nobody's going to show up. It's, it is the worst feeling ever. I hate every minute of it, but I love creating shows and being on stage, so I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of defense mechanisms, yeah, like as a kid, I, I wasn't the class clown, but I'd always try and make jokes. I remember, and this is a dumb Jeremy story, and David, I'm going to tell the story right, I hope. Uh, <laughs> I was in like second grade, first grade, and there was this really cute girl, and we, 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 we got paired together to do a project, and she was new, and I went, I'm going to make her laugh, so I'm going to pretend to put my finger in this pencil sharpener, because you know, I'm an idiot, and and I did, and then I lost a fingernail, and, <laughs> and I learned the first lesson of comedy, which is don't use props. <laughs> <laughs> that is the oh. exact takeaway you should take from that story. Yes, it is. 100%. <laughs> but 100%. It's all puppets now, baby. All puppets. <laughs> all puppets, baby. Uh. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have one based off a stereotype from 20 years ago and not address it. <laughs> Ooh, man. I'm really hoping you quit comedy before this quarantine is over. Nah. <laughs> if this is the right we're like gonna it, be going. <laughs> like an antivirus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me the white blood cell count because I'm getting strong. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> that or rabies because I'm foaming at the mouth. But I oh, God. <sighs> Larry, it's been a blast. I always love talking to you. I've had a thank you for having me on. And you know I love you, buddy. And, and I David, love I David, love you too now. Uh, this, this was. Jeremy has talked about you a whole heck of a lot, and finally, actually getting to talk to you, I see why. I see why. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. (laughs) You're my buddy, Larry, and David's a coworker. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm totally okay with this arrangement. Someone put me out because I'm on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't too soda, but I'm all caffeine. Oh, uh, he well, had I, two I balls on blast. 
I was having a good time until this last like 15 minutes or so. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. That's when I finally enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> anything to promote, David? Uh, yeah, David first. Oh, nothing. Just because uh, I don't have any fucking shows coming up. Just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at David underscore Cowsguard or look me up at DavidCowsguard.com. Uh, I spelled sure. Cowsguard because I oh. misspelled it. Oh, that's uh, K-O-U-S-G-A-A-R-D. And that's, uh, yeah. Where, 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 where can they find you, Jeremy? Just plump Jeremy on Instagram or Twitter. Um, nothing to promote. Uh, I'll just say it here. Larry and I are working on a very small project that I hope is done by the end of April. Uh, uh, I'm we're, very excited. We're doing a stage reading of the Mario Brothers movie. Oh boy! So, I was in a. I, I woke up in a cold sweat one night, and I went, "I could do this." <laughs> like I said, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Larry, any way to promote you? Yeah. Um. Uh. Just uh, follow me on Twitter at Poundsmith2. Instagram is <laughs> at Poundsmith, and that's P O U N D Smith number two. So, and uh, I got, I got, I've got a heck of some projects in the works, but you know. I can't really talk about them because, you know, it's one of those, I, they actually, I actually have to have product presented and ready to go before I can say, hey, here's the thing. So one of the, one of those where you can't, you don't talk about it till the ink's dry kind of deals. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I had to, um, right before we did get the order to, you know, quarantine and shelter in place, I was working on a game show, which is just on hold right now um, yeah with, and it, yeah and it was with um, there's a podcast network called the the front row network and they work with npr illinois and so unfortunately mm. um it required a live audience to function why, why can't uh, you do that have a live you can just ignore in, him in person Okay. Uh, thank you, David. Um, no, you're my real <laughs> um, and so uh, working with the the producers, um, we came up with a with a slightly different idea to essentially get us through the dry period until we can we can start doing the actual show. So, but we got to get that taken care of before before I can really say, "Hey, here's a thing. Catch it here." So, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm excited uh, to hear that when it comes out, though. Yeah, it'll it'll right. be it'll be a fun thing, and I'll uh, I'll probably actually recruit the both of you guys to be guests. So Ooh. not not together because we don't work well together. No, 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 no. You, there, you, it's, you heard this podcast. We we should be separate. Yeah, <laughs> two two's company, three's a crowd, fellas. That's what I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that means me m more time with my pappy. <laughs> That's right, buddy. <laughs> my pen oh. pappy. You, you know what? I regret that. You know what? You should. You know what? All, yeah, all I, don't, that... I don't feel good either. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. What? Hey, guys, I didn't hit record. Are you serious? No, you did. I can see it. On my end, of, on my end here, yeah. No, but there was a minute, there was a second, and I loved it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, in fact, I, 
I've been throwing darts for the past 10 minutes while we've been talking and I hadn't hit a bullseye somehow until you said I, I didn't hit record and I threw two bullseyes out of anger. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, David, that just proves I can play Animal Crossing during a, a podcast recording. No, no, you can't. I'm going to do it. Do you it. are so not allowed. Animal Crossing is way more involved than darts. It really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my dailies at this point. Anyways, Larry, it's been a pleasure. You're a good friend and a good comic. Uh, Thank you for being we'll on the show, all- Larry. Thanks, Thank guys. You. I appreciate it. We'll catch you all later. Um, and in the meantime, Shaka Bra. <laughs> Shaka Bra. Lahaya. <laughs> <laughs> we need to isolate that.